Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I am Matt Peverell, joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. Actually, I'm more joining you because I've been off for a couple of weeks. How you going, mate? Yeah, pretty good. I was going to say, like, how many weeks have you been off? Like about two weeks or... Two, but we've had them separated by one show, so... Right, so you've been back on the injury reserve, they've taken back up, you've gone back to the practice squad... You know, where's your head at? You're gonna. Hey, gonna I don't get... come on the practice squad. I'm like a first round draft pick. I come back straight into the team, slot straight back in. Devin Bush styles. Now, um, talk about the ego there, right? Um, exactly. But no, look, I appreciate the guys that have stepped in. Um, both absences, obviously, I did have the show in between, but yeah, had some surgery Friday week ago, and uh, still recovering a little bit from that. So, um, you know, when you have surgery around the jaw you know, mouth area. It's a bit hard to jump on a podcast a couple of days after it. So anyway, all will be good. Glad to be back with everyone. Um, appreciate, you know, bad stepping in last week and you, and you stepping up Mark as well. So I uh, really appreciate it. But uh, yeah, been an interesting Steelers week. You know, we come into this Seahawks game, at least we're back in the winning streak. Um, and I think Mark, you and I had sort of talked and, you know, the title of today's show, we've got to keep it clean for the article side of things and for the audio and platform side of things. But for us, like when Mark and I were talking out there, listeners, we were sort of thinking the Steelers, it's like that classic song, taking care of business. And the Steelers, the rest of the season now needs to be taking care of business every game, every way. You know, we really, and when we say that, and we're going to talk about that through the, today's show, 
you know, we don't mean just, oh, TJ Watt's got to get a sack and Najee's got to, you know, run between the tackles and get first downs and, you know, Chase Claypool can't drop a ball and Big Ben's got to not throw some interceptions. It means going into each game like the Seahawks this week, going and beating Geno Smith. It means when we go and play the Titans in a few weeks' time, stopping Derrick Henry, you know, not throwing the ball, you know, Tyron Matthews' way with stupid passes, you know, when they play the Chiefs. It means shutting down Lamar Jackson when they play the Ravens. So we're not going to talk about the whole season today, but we are going to talk about the Seahawks game. But that's the attitude that Mark and I, you know, really think the Steelers need to go down. And I think it's something we're going to track over the next few weeks as well, or at least the rest of the season potentially, is are the Steelers taking care of business when we get into the bye week next week as well? I think that's probably going to be a big theme for us, Mark. And I know you did the quarterly business review with Bad last week. That was mm-hmm. some awesome content. So I think we can really start to look at this from a lens of, well, when we reflect on the previous week's game, did they take care of business? And that's the that's the key question. But, you know, Mark, you did that quarterly business review last week with Bad. And, you know, then you watched the game against the Broncos. Did they take care of business? Yeah, I reckon they did. We got a we got a hundred yard rusher. Um, as Jeffrey Benedict says, welcome back, mate. Cheers, cheers, cheers Jeff. Jeff. Um yeah, I reckon we we it that's the game. I just think we played a lot better. You know, on, on, on offense, we played so much better. Um slinging the ball to DJ down the sideline. Claypool really stepped up. Najee's really getting going now. Um, they're just, you know, the only thing really that they, they came back within a eight points and a, and a chance to go to overtime if they get the two point conversion. Now that didn't happen, but that's the way how football works. Um, but we're up by, I think 16 points or, or, or 14 points into the fourth quarter. Maybe we should have finished that game and not let them come back in. Um, but overall I was pretty happy with how that, that the team played last week and, you know, so many people in the NFL keep counting us out, but the best you, you, it's it's got to do your you can't keep going back and forth like a roller coaster up and down saying, Oh, we're gonna you know fire Big Ben, fire Tomlin the next week. We love Tomlin, we love Big Ben. Like for me, if I if I could say anything really, you just got to wait until the season is finished, I think, or maybe until maybe until week 10 or week 12 if we are going really bad and we're two and whatever or three and whatever, then we make some judgments, but. Heading into to, um, you know three straight losses. Yes, it was bad, but then we come back with such a great win, like a, like a, like a convincing win, a team win. Um, Juju went down, which really sucks. Like that's a that's a really big injury for for the Steelers. But in reality, like you've got to watch this team the whole season. And like I see people out there saying, "Or oh, who we're we going to draft next year?" I don't care who we draft next year. Like I, I'm watching the game today. Um, we're, we're we're doing this season. You know, and we've got to take care of business, you know, like like you say, every day. You don't think about taking care of business in 2022, 2023 just yet. That's not in our in our vision. Um, I enjoyed the game. I don't know about you, but did, did you like see that they, they, they made progress like a little bit forward? Yeah. So I think I, I will like, I think you know, we change a little bit there. Like, and obviously I've got a show, another show on PTSC called The War Room where we do look at 2022 and 2023 in draft picks. But what I would say is the attitude of going, oh, the Steelers have lost like four games and then we're going to get like the fifth, dra- the fifth draft pick in the draft, which means on today we're going to be able to draft, you know, let's say it's, um, you know, the Malik out of Liberty, the quarterback, right? No, 
Who knows what's going to happen over the next eight weeks? He might throw a billion interceptions or he might get injured in the whatever bowl game or what have you, right? So you got to look at it and you can't just go, right, the Steelers are going to lose this season. That means we're going to get a top five, top 10 pick. We're going to be able to draft this player. You don't know what that player is going to do. You don't know who's going to get injured. You don't know who's going to get a, get retired. You don't know who could even be, you know, I probably, probably won't, but traded hypothetically in the next couple of weeks. So, I think you do have to look at the season holistically. You do have to get to the season end. And also, look at where we were last year. Last year, we were 11-0, thinking this team was fantastic. And look what we did down the stretch, right? Mm-hmm. So, And we have always said, and I think everyone on the platform of Behind the Steel Curtain has said it as well, whether it's you know in the written form or audio through YouTube shows and podcasts, um, you know, because Behind the Steel Curtain is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Everyone has said it's the last six to eight games of the season that are really important this year when you look at who we play, the amount of divisional games that we have. So, you know, I agree. We've got to look at you got to take the season as it comes. I still think you do have to, for franchise building, look forward. But as a fan, you you do, for the most part, have to sit there and you've got to let the team go through the highs and lows of the season. This isn't a... No, I don't think anyone was under any illusions that this isn't a 17-0 and 0 team, um, you know, because they're not. You know, you look at where we've developed and you look at the season we've come off. That's not going to happen. So I agree with you. But when you talk about last week's game, I mean, yeah, it was good for me. I started a little bit late on it because uh, I was a little, you know, jacked up with all the painkillers. But I would say that it was definitely a game where you felt a lot more confident. And it's funny, I heard Dave Schofield talk during the week about the atmosphere that he felt at the game and i think that that was i think he talked about it on his stat geek show which was really good this week you kind of felt that through the tv I yeah you know like you sort of saw, saw that translate so um you know i felt they felt they're a bit more confident i definitely felt that big ben had more time to throw and he honestly he did i just felt that the steals are a bit more put together uh what i would say though and i would caution this which is why i'm glad we're going down we're going up against a uh you know, uh, damaged, let's say, Seahawks team this week, and then we go into a bye. It didn't, whilst I did think they were going to definitely get the win, there were parts of that game that I thought, even though that they played a lot better, it was their, probably their best overall performance this season because the Bills, you know, it did come down to that special team play. It was heavily defense. The, the offense was a bit average that game, right? I do think, though, if you peg... The, the play against the Broncos to some of their previous season's performances where they've won, it was on that lower tier of performance. Like they have to keep improving is what I'm saying, basically. Like I, I don't think they can expect to just be able to do what they did last week and beat the good teams. They've got to play better than that as well. That, that's true though, but they'd look better than the previous oh, week. Without a, doubt, without a doubt. So, so that's like, I know what you're saying. That maybe they weren't as good as last year's team. Um, but with the improvement of uh, the Bengals and the Packers game, they look like 10 times better. Oh. And it all comes down to with Najee running this football, and we probably will get into this a little bit too, and this is the question that everyone's trying to figure out, who is a number who is a number two running back? We haven't got a number two running back or no one's stepping up. But with Najee well, getting a do. I'll, I'll yards, you there. I think we do, and I think it's Anthony McFarlane Jr., and I, we just need to get him back. Well, hopefully he can do some good things because what we're seeing out of Balage and Snell, um, you might as well tie their feet together and run them at the same time and become like an offensive lineman because they're not do- they're not doing like they're not really doing anything, are they? Um, and you're on the National Football League, and you know I'll talk about Snell later, but you just got to do something. You have to, you know, Snell made those those runs near the end, um, but I think overall, like 
the this team and the way the offense played and how the, the calls were played, we just played a lot better overall. Um, and that's the easiest thing to say about it. Like it's it's not the most fanciest word, but we played better. Um, <laughs> and that's like that's all I can really like. We all felt it. You're right. We all felt it from home. We we you and I in Australia, we we felt the the chemistry and the the fans going off over there. And it's like throwing that ball to DJ. Um, 50 yards, seven up, and it just, it just, you know, uh, TJ Watt getting in the backfield didn't get a sack, but he got that tackle around the legs. Like there are certain plays that, like, you know, if if we can win this game, imagine what if we keep playing that same way, and then Highsmith steps up, or you know, Minka finally gets a pick. Even though Minka at the moment, Minka is a missile. He's a missile down down in the uh, in the run game. So real, I'm really impressed. I was impressed with the game. Um, you know, you don't want to call it a must-win because it's such a long season. You could lose even this week and, and then continue to, you know, in, in four or five games, go on a streak or whatever. So it's not a must-win, but it's a game that if you if we win this week, Maddie, like three and three, um, heading into the bye, like I'm, I know, I know we have like a, a few special things coming up with the bye and stuff, but I'm pretty excited for the Browns game. <laughs> to be honest, like. We have this game. Yeah, we've got the Seahawks. Can't overlook them. Take care of business. But uh, that Browns See, that's what I was going to say. See, take care of business is a harder challenge than what you think it is, right? It's easy to look forward. You know, I'm looking forward at like 2022, 2023 from draft picks, and you're looking forward to the Browns game. It's going to be a good game, though. Like, I know it's, I know it's 1 p.m. But who game, knows but... where the Browns – like, again, who knows where the Browns are going to be, you know, by that stage, you know? Yeah. So you got to like, you got to really, you know, it, it's pretty, everything sort of changes. Like they're going to play the Cardinals. The Cardinals are then going to beat them. Then they go up against the Broncos. Who knows what the Broncos are going to do from a defensive perspective. Like the Browns could go in having dropped, you know, three games on the trot. You yeah, know? They, easily. The, the Denver could, you know, could, um, Denver's, Denver's not a bad football team. Let's, let's put it that way as well. They're not, they're not. Not a that bad of a f- football team. We just played them really well. I think we took care of uh, Von Miller and those kind of guys. And Big Ben was held upright and two touchdowns, and he threw for fifteen for twenty-five receptions. Like that was just a solid game. I think that they had played with passion. Uh, and Juju went out, which really sucks. I don't know if you have any comments on Juju, but that sucks. You know, that's 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 going to hurt us. Yeah, I think. Look, Juju. I don't know if you saw that clip of him that's doing the rounds on social media about a passionate player is loved Juju, wanted him back, talked about, you know, how the Steelers could keep him, loved that we were able to do that. I think it was really unfair that he is injured. I don't know. Like a lot of people like, no, he's not going to stick with the Steelers. It's a hard one. Even if you play, like, I don't know that we, you know, Madden's very different to real life, but even if you play Madden, you sit there and you get, Juju come off contract, then you get Johnson, then you get Claypool. What are you going to do? Because paying for all three hurts you, right? Even in, in even in a Madden sense, it hurts you in real life in terms of what you can do with the salary cap. So I think, you know, with Juju, I'd love to see him stay. And if he's only going to charge them a couple extra million more than what Washington would to keep, I, don't, I think there's something about the culture, the leadership, what have you. Like, is he a modern day, you know, Heinz Ward, not in terms of his the play that he does, but, you know, and I do think he blocks pretty well, but for a wide receiver, but, you know, is he that sort of talisman in the in the wide receiver room that you can really build a culture around from that perspective? Um, you know, some people say no with the TikTok and what have you, but he's a modern player. Like, I, I think this season you've seen a mature approach. 
He's gotten bigger and stronger each off season as well. Like, you know, he takes it extremely seriously. So I think really sad with Juju. I'm really going to hate to see him on another team. Um, I'm very interested to see what some of our colleagues, I'm particularly if, if Jeffrey Benedict's still in the live chat as well, what he thinks about this. But and I, I hate saying this. I wonder what Juju would look like, though. And I know we talked about his fit with the Ravens, but in at the Patriots, I, I just wonder with him in like I could see I can something tells me I can see a bit of a fit there, right? So and in what they want to do. And I would hate to see that. I would hate to see Juju in any other uniform uh from that perspective. But you know, we do have DJ, you know, we do have Claypool. You know, Claypool needs to be able to develop into a top ride receiver. I think as well, there's some good wide receivers, and I talked a lot about them, uh, some of them on War Room this week. There's some great, great wide receivers coming through. And also, you know, next year you've got uh, Kevin Colbert in what's technically his last contracted draft. Do you think Kelvin Colbert is going to go into retirement, assuming that he is, <laughs> assuming that he is, do you think he's going to go in there and not draft another gun wide receiver in the third or the fourth round? Because he's going to leave a legacy there with that. So, you know, how are you going to keep all these guys? Um, yeah, and Jeffrey says what I'm what I'm thinking as well. You know, he'd work in the Patriot system. They do, you know, Haley like stuff. He'd fit well. Yeah, thought so. So, but and Jeffrey says a lot more technically than I, than I'm ever going to put it. But I just I, I say I really see a fit there with him and some of the different different things that they do and the the short to medium term passing as well. Um, so yeah, I guess wrapping up, Mark, because I've spoken for about three minutes to answer your question. All right, mate. It's sad. It's sad to lose Juju. I think it clearly hurts Ben. I would prefer they go down the Washington route. I prefer they go down the giving the ball to Freemuth route, giving the ball to um, Najee in the passing game uh, as well. If they can get someone, you know, as from that perspective, you know, playing to the wide receivers from a developmental perspective. Uh, everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of Ray Ray. I don't want to see him just ultimately cover a lot of those, a lot of those pieces. And they've got to find a way to work Freemuth in. I know Jeff was saying this could be the breakout game. But they've got to figure it out with him because, like, I just it's untapped potential, you know. Do you know what also has untapped potential is our mate Shield ninety one. That's it, mate. Oh, there it goes with a five dollar super chat. Hey, mates, have my marathon on the on the morning or this morning. Uh, saving the show so you can uh, you can join me. I, I butchered that. <laughs> Which what the. Am I, am I, what am I reading? Saving the show. So, so, you can so he's, he's basically jumping in to say he's saving the show to listen to during his marathon tomorrow. Ah. All right. So you, do you want it to give you like a pump up two minutes while you're Yeah, running? that's right. All right, so, right, right. Do you want to start, Manny? You, you start with a two minute pump up. No, you start. Right, All right. Here. So Shield, you know, you're already running down. What are you running, mate? You're running right now on 10 kilometers, which is about 14 miles. You got to think, how bad do you want this? How bad do you want this win? You see, you see a person in front of you. You know he, he's about you know hundred yards, but you got to think, how do you get in front? If he got there, you can get there. You got to keep running, and when you come second, you still want to become first. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go, Shield ninety one. Let's do it for you, mate. Let's do it for the country. Let's do it for America. Let's do it for Australia. Wish you luck, mate. All the best. All right. I love it. I don't know if I can, I, can I, I don't know like what I can say about what more than that. That was great, Mark. Except I think I would say, I would say, I would say, I think, I think 10, 10 kilometers is a lot less than 14 miles when you do the conversion. But you know what, Shield? 
you're running a marathon, right? And even though a marathon is 42 kilometers and however many miles that is, I'm not going to make the same mistake of trying to calculate that on the fly. <laughs> Sorry, Marky D, just going to throw a bit of shade your way. But what I would say, let's keep it with football, Shield. Let's keep it with football. You're about to go into the biggest couple of hours of your marathon life. You, you may even crumble, but inch by inch, play by play, Till you're finished, you're going to be in hell. You're going to be in hell shield and you can stay there and you can get the crap kicked out of you or you can fight your way back and you can get a good time. So, you know, just like they say in any given Sunday, a marathon, just like life, is all about the inches. So you need to fight for every inch. You've got to fight for every yard, every meter, every mile, every kilometer, whatever you're going to measure this in shield. Just keep going, mate. And then as my athletics coach used to say, you know, you say, Matt, whether you're doing a 100-meter sprint or whether you're doing – I used to do 3K and 10K runs um, and the and the mile as well. You used to say, you just keep – got to keep chipping away, right? you got to keep chipping away. you got to maintain that pace. You know, in a marathon, you're going to have hurdles and go up and down. But That's you right. also want to finish strong too, right? You really want to finish strong. So uh, – and, and as Mark did say, as Mark said, focus on each guy in front of you with the shirt they've got. Yep. And you just want to beat, keep a couple and beat a couple of them, even if you're pushing yourself. But don't overdo it at the start. The amount of people I've seen overdo it because everyone watches the nah. first kilometer, you don't want to do that. Stuff that. Overdo it. Imagine they're all Bengals fans or Bengals players and run past every single one of them. Because we all know those runners in that field, that they're all Bengals fans. And we all know they're losers. You're not a loser, Shield. You're a real man. You're a real stealer. You've got to go out there and pass every single Bengal. Right. Yeah. And, and as this show says, you got to take care of business <laughs> every step of the way. All right, let's let's keep going, Mark. Look, I think before we, I really want to get into the the Seahawks. I really want to get into slinging the slang as well. Uh, I sort of skipped over, you know, some of that with Bad last week. Uh, don't need to hear that accent too often. Uh, I think we're better to stick to beehives and sapphires, you know, from that perspective. But that's all right. Just throw a bit of shade. Dad's way. No, nah, just kidding, bad. You do it right. But Mark, BTSC Manly Awards, we've continued them as well. Uh, how are things traveling on that front? All right. So so with the uh the Manly Awards, we have, you know, our original three points for the best play, two points for second best, and one point for first. Um, I'll start with you, Maddie. Who is your number three points for last week's game? Yeah, three points. It's you can't go past Najee Harris. I mean, you look at look the performance out of him last week. You look at what he was able to do, you know, and I know a lot of that leans on the offensive one, but at the end of the day, he's a rookie, pardon me, he's a rookie running back. He's got to still learn to capitalize on those different things. I think he did it. I honestly think when it comes to Najee, it's like what I said with Freeman, the, the, the phrase is untapped potential there, uh, you know, and the Steelers are trying to tap into that, but I think we we're starting to scratch the surface of what he can do, uh, you know, so if he can, and this is what I'm really excited about, right? You've only taken, uh, what is it, five games now to get to a point where you're seeing 20 or 30 yards receiving with about 120 yards of rushing. If we can get this to somewhere between the 100 yards rushing, 125 yards rushing, more like 50 yards in receptions um, for, you know, from, from the receiving side of the, um, you know, the offensive play, we start to get Najee into this sort of run, leaning heavily more to the run, but sort of Camara style, you know, contribution to the offense. We start getting a contribution closer to what Le'Veon Bell was doing. Excited for that. But equally, as much as everyone's sitting there going, 
got to get the ball more to Najee in the receiving game and, you know, in the passing game. You've got to let him keep building. We are only through five games of this season. It's his rookie year. I'm a little bit worried about the mileage, so I would really like to see, as you said earlier in this show when we talked about, uh, you know, Balage and we talked about um, – and Mark, you're laughing because you said to me you wanted this to be snappy and I'm falling for the trap of getting into. But what I'm going to say is as much as we wanted – but we, you and I have talked about Balage and Snell not, not doing enough. I do think when they get McFarlane Jr. back, they've got to ease the pressure off him. Or he won't be three points week in, week out. He might be no points because he might not be playing. Yeah, we don't want that. But I was I was laughing at uh, Brian Brown's comment here on YouTube. There are no Escalosas in a marathon. <laughs> no, there are not. But there are salty Bengal fans that Shield 91 needs to run past. Um, I've got three points this week. And there are but- people that will stink like the Browns. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. You get, that, that makes you run harder past them. Um, as it's I, as funny I, how B.O. spurs you on. <laughs> oh, it's it just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Okay, look, I need to segue from that. So let's go right into Chase Claypool. <laughs> Chase Claypool for me, three points. Um, He played outstanding. Let, let's be honest. He played outstanding football, even near the end when they were going for that drive in the last four minutes. Not too sure if many people talked about it, but there was a certain first down he got, which created more time off the clock. Um, Chase, it's your team now, mate. It's yours and Deontay's team, really. You're really stepping up. You played great across the across the middle there. You went, um, you know, oh, that touchdown was amazing uh, for me. And you might even have, I don't know if you have two two for him, but, you know, um, Chase for me was... there, Mark. Do you think he played better than Deontay Johnson? Uh, well, well, Deontay, DJ caught two, two receptions, right, for two passes. So he's only targeted twice, though. That's my um, point. I 72 yards. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that Claypool had a bad game. I love I love Chase Claypool. I'm not a Chase Claypool hater. I just when I saw I, I thought the same thing when I got off the game, not from the necessarily the points perspective, but I thought, you know, as you were rightly pointing out, like he stepped up, no juju, needs to start being the number one wide receiver, played like a number one wide receiver. I but yeah, I just can. I'm just. Well, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to be that Steelers fan that hates when someone does something good and tall poppy syndrome. It, it just. I, I wonder. Probably the question better to have is because Claypool did have a great game. Who do you think at the moment, five games in, is having a better season? Is it DJ or is it Claypool? Well, if if DJ is actually watching this podcast, I believe it is Claypool. Claypool is outstanding. DJ, you need to step up. You need to, you know, you really need to do something. I'm I'm sick of seeing forty yard touchdowns. I want to see sixty yard touchdowns. DJ, all right, mate. Uh, you can't compare. You can't compare them, can you? Like they're playing good for us. They're, that's that's what we want out out of our team. They're playing really good. Um, who is your second uh, second point? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I do agree with you with that as well. I, I like that. Um, so from the second one for me is Minka. I mean, involved in 10 tackles, yeah. one tackle for a loss, as you talked about the missile sort of part of it, you know, being asked to do different things. I think, you know, when you get guys like a Trey Norwood, you bring in guys like Killer Brew, you know, I'm interested to see what Kyle Joseph can do, um, you know, and for, for all the Madden players out there, he's very helpful in this team. Um, I'm having a crazy season with him, but um, entwined into the lineup, particularly at the slot corner where I'm intertwining him. But uh yeah, look, I think with Minka as well, you know, he did the good, he did the tough stuff last week, and that's what I really like to see. Um, and and the thing for me that I said, and this can go back oh a good twelve months almost, really, is that you've got to with, with Minka, 
he misses, he does miss a few tackles, and that can happen when someone blows coverage and he's got to come in and, and do something. You know, that that can be the way it goes. Uh, you know, for someone in that free safety position. But what I would say as well is that last week he only missed like nine percent of those, and I think that that's. I think that's a really good place to be when you're making that many tackles as well and the way he's got to be involved. And he's going after and chasing things when coverage is blowing, when he's sitting back. And I think Terrell Edmonds is having a really good season as well, which shows that Minka, you know, maybe doing maybe doing some of the tougher stuff as well. Also with Minka, we know that quarterbacks don't favor him. So yeah, for me, I just thought Minka, as I said a couple of weeks ago when he got when I gave him the Manly Award for stepping up and, and what have you and not being a prima donna about what he's doing and the stat lines, he's just contributing there in ways you don't always see. And in a team when you've had different guys in and out of the defense, you want, you know, players of his caliber to step up and he's stepping up. And again, I think he embodies this taking care of business every game mentality. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, to your point as well, he's going to miss tackles, man. Like, we, we're we playing football. Uh, we're not playing, uh, you know, one bit of paper versus another bit of paper. Like, who's the best here and there? We're playing actual football. Yeah. So you're going to miss tackles. Um, my guy for number two, we talked about him, and he's a star. We know we know how he is. I won't talk about him yet again. Najee Harris, for me, gets two points. So that's a salt. He's, he's, and he's actually leading the, the our standings. Who was your number one uh, point for the overall game? Yeah, so my number one was Joe Schobert. Uh, I thought yeah, Joe Schobert right. had a really good game, um, you know, or his best game so far. And that's not a unique take, I guess, like, you know, other, pe- other you know, VTSC shows have covered that this week. But, you know, he allowed, you know, only 60% um, completions from the passing side of the football. I think he had five tackles. He had a pass defense. I just, I just thought he was starting to twine himself really well. And I think that takes pressure off, um, excuse me, takes pressure off a, a bush to a degree there. And, you know, I think that's what you really wanted to see out of him, you know, after, you know, a few weeks of getting intertwined into the defense. So, yeah, I was just really with happy with what Shovet, you know, contributed there uh, and, and looking forward to see how we can continue to use him. And the biggest thing I will say is, and, you know, I don't know necessarily who's covered this completely across behind the steel curtain or not, but I said this a few weeks back when Devin Bush got that sack um, I think it was against uh, it was, it was either Burrow or it was Derek Carr. Sorry, I'm confused, a little bit confused there. But you're seeing De- Devin Bush to me rush the quarterback a lot more than what I feel like you saw. Obviously, last year you got injured, but even that those five games before that and before, and I think it's because they've got someone like Joe Schobert that can step into the pass coverage as well. So, and I'd said that going into the season, I think it was the week, it was that bye week before. Remember I sat here and said, you know, I want to see Devin Bush be able to rush the, the quarterback more. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're seeing that to me says that Joe Schobert is a, is a real benefit to this defense. And I think as I say, he had a really good game last week, his best game so far. So it's important to give him the one point. No, I agree. He had a really great game. There was one good tackle by Schobert as well. Um, that he was just in the backfield straight away. And I was like, yeah, he's starting to learn this. He's starting to learn this defense. He's starting to really, you know, starting to get it. Um, yeah. For me, my one point to wrap up uh, the, these uh, these um, awards here, um, my one point is Henry Mondo. You have to give that guy props. He, he made an amazing mm-hmm. spin move. He's playing better on the D-line. And that sack was just, was just a great uh, tackle, you know. He, he got him by the bootlaces and it wasn't called a penalty, thank, thank goodness. Um, it was just good to see him. And I think that's the first point that he's received in our standing. So overall, um, through the, what are we in now? Far out this season's going crazy. 
five weeks. Najee, and, and this, I want you to hear your comments on this. So Najee is 23 points leading first. Uh, TJ Watt is second on 14 points and Cameron Haywood 13 on third. What are your thoughts on Najee? Is he our best player so far? This season? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's up, he's really up there, isn't he? Um, I I still think Devin... Uh, uh, to me, Devin Bush is like... He's so integral on in this team, right? right I, I right. think he allows you guys on the, on the defensive line to do what they do. I think, you know, he allows the secondary to, you know, do particular pieces as well, allows Hayden to, you know, really get to that football. I would say... From a from the stat line perspective, yes, Najee. But if you look beyond and you look at some of those PFF stats that are questioned at times, Cam Haywood to me is still the MVP on this team so far. Like yeah, without fair. Cam Haywood, without Cam Haywood, we've won. We'd be lucky to have one again, one game. You know what he did in week one was pretty special, and what he did, what he's done throughout the rest of the season without to without Alawalu. So. Um, you know, uh, and and he and he is integral in how a Henry Mondo or a Wormley or you know Davis or whoever else. I mean, Davis in the next has injured his knee, but whoever else on that defensive line is stepping up without Cam Hayward, we're nowhere. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Do you want to go into the last of our three awards just quickly before our break? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, like, manly, manly award for me was uh, James Pierre. I think the way he responded yeah, with that interception, right. I love that. that. Dante Moncrief Award is clearly a killer for the dunce of the week. Um, he's probably the dunce of the season since he came to the team. Uh, is Keller Witherspoon. I'm not going to go into, you know, Jeff said everything that needed to be said on that. But I, right now, as someone that previews, previews the draft, you know, to a degree each week on Steel's War Room, you know, I'm sitting there going, what are we doing with those picks, right? And now in a position where we can't play Joe Haig. And I think... You know, you look at why we caught the Dante Moncrief Dunce of the Week award, and he's like Dante Moncrief 2.0. Like, at least Dante Moncrief got on the field. You know, Keller Witherspoon doesn't even get on the field. So, he's, yeah, Dunce of the Week for me. And then when I talk about the coach, I mean, you got to go Adrian Clem, right? The offensive line stepped yeah, right. up, you know, and whether it's to him or it's the players finally listening and understanding and putting it all together, and it's Clem. Well, I, for mine, uh, my manly my manly award was Ray Ray. He made a massive tackle, and that was going to be an interception. Big Ben could have thrown three interceptions this game. Um, he saved one by laying his body on the line and hitting that offensive line guy. Now the offensive line guy got hurt, so the tackle might have been head to head, but that's that's in the past. My coach was Canada or Canada. He oh, yeah, much much better game plan. We all we all see it. That's why that's one of the reasons why we won. And my dunce this week to end and to end this segment is um, Benny Snell. Yes, you got four carries for 20 yards, four, five average or whatever. However, you're just not doing anything. You have to step it up. Um, I'm sick of hearing Benny Snell football. There needs to be a point where we need a, a second running back. And we might touch that, touch into that in, in part two. Who was it? What you said before is, is it Ant Mac. But Benny Snell is my dunce this week, Matty. That's a wrap. Here we go, Steelers. <laughs> and with that, we'll go to a break here on Steelers. Touch down under. Join us for part two. We're going to have all the good stuff, all the juicy stuff. Previewing the Seahawks, slinging the slang, punts of the week, audience Q&A. Going to be a bumper in the next half hour of the show. If you're on the audio side, flick over to part two. If you're listening live to us on, on YouTube or Facebook right now, just hold tight for a couple of seconds and we'll be right back.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.